Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He has done great things. Come, let us exalt the name of the Lord together. God is good. And this day, it is time for us to give him the praise that's due to his matchless name. Good morning. I greet you this morning with the words of Johnson Ottman, the song entitled, No, Not One. The words say, There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else could heal all our soul diseases. No, not one. No, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us. No, not one. No, not one. No night so dark, but his love can cheer us. No, not one. No, not one. Was ever a gift that the Savior given? No, not one. No, not one. Will he refuse us a home in heaven? No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggle. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. Of course, it is true. He is that friend that sticketh closer than any brother. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I don't know about you, but I thank God that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and he's that friend that I can call upon every day, for I know he's a friend that careth for me. We are looking at the heroes of the faith, and we are in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, and we're looking at verse 32. In verse 32, there are several men there whose names are mentioned. And the one that we're looking at is the man, David. Verse 32 says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Thank God we looked at those men on the way down, Gideon, and Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah. And now we are looking at David. Matter of fact, this morning will be the last morning looking at this man, David. He's one of the heroes of the faith in God's Hall of Fame. And he made a statement of faith, a very strong statement of faith that causes uh, me to think about it, where he said, I will not give 
offer anything to the Lord that costs me nothing. Mm. May I say that after receiving the gift of salvation as a believer, all of us must have something to offer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, there are a number of things that I listed these mornings that what we can offer to the Lord. So what does this statement of faith involve for the Christian or what can we offer to the Lord? We looked at, we can offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We learned that from several scriptures in the Bible. We looked at, we can offer the sacrifice of obedience. Mm. That is one thing that God requires of all believers, then we can offer the sacrifice of our body. Yes, we looked at, we can offer the sacrifice of time and talents. And we looked at, we can offer the sacrifice of our friendship. And we want to say thank God for our friendship. And sometimes the sacrifice of our friendship is what God requires of us to offer. We continue looking at this matter of the sacrifice of our friendship. Yesterday morning, we looked at the, the sacrifice of uh, separating ourselves from the unbeliever not being involved with the unbeliever when it comes to uh, partnerships or even getting married but we also looked at the separation of friendship in the matter of the believer there are times when we are called upon and the word of god has separated ourselves from that we notice that a believer who behaves disorderly uh, we must separate ourselves from a believer that is disobedient we must separate ourselves from and a believer whose teaching causes division and offenses. We close on, we must also separate ourselves from a believer who is immoral. Now, this matter was so important that the Apostle Paul wrote a complete chapter on it so we could understand. He made it real clear and he made it real strong. So where do we learn from the scripture that we must separate ourselves from the immoral believer? Well, in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, in the fifth chapter, there are some 13 verses he designated just to this alone. Here's what the scripture says. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as name among the Gentiles, referring to the ungodly that one should have his father's wife. Wow, what a thing was happening. And this was happening in the Corinthian church. He said, and ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily as absent in the body, but present in the spirit have judged already as though I were present concerning him that had so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye gather together and my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. 
He says, your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may have a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to keep company with a fornicator. Ye yet not altogether with the fornicator of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioner, or with idolatry, for then must ye need go out of the world. But now I've written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a realer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such an one not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not we judge them that are within? But them that are without, God judges. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Now, the scripture is very clear when it comes to someone that habitually practices this matter of fornication. The, when it comes to biblical discipline, the Bible says that as a child of God, as a brother or as a sister, we are not to keep company with such a person. Now, that sometimes, you know, that friendship means a lot because the person, you know, would mean a lot to you. But even though the person may mean a lot to you to help such a person, we are to follow the scripture. So those uh, practicing fornicators, uh, after being talked to by the by the church, disciplined by the church, the Bible says, if this continue, we are not to keep company with such. The Bible also teaches that we must confess our fault one to another, pray one for another that you may be healed, and that has to do with spiritual. Closing this out this morning, and there's another sacrifice that we can offer to the Lord, and that's the sacrifice of our loved ones. And for Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11, the Bible said, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a male child, then I would give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor that shall come upon his head. What a statement of faith. Hannah, she doesn't even have a child. She's asking the Lord for one. She's even saying what she would love to have. She said a male, and she's asking God for this child to give it the child back to him. In Mark chapter 10, verse 29 and 30, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that had left house our brethren, our sister, our father, our mother, our wife, our children, our land, for my sake and the gospel. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal 
life. May I say this morning, these are costly offerings to bring before the Lord, but he's worthy of them all. What offering is he calling upon you to make? What promise you have made that he's calling upon you to keep? What promise I made that he's calling upon me to keep? Now, remember what David said. David wanted a treasure in floor to have a bond offering for the Lord, and King Arana offered him this treasure floor for free. And David said to him, I will not offer anything to the Lord that costs me nothing. What is this sacrifice that you are willing to give to the Lord? If, if nothing else, give him yourself. And remember, he requires obedience. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that these devotions in the morning on David would have encouraged the heart of someone. Help us to do our best for you as you do everything for us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Do have a great day.